I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Guilty pleasures and growing pains with Nina and Friends. Well, you all know it's one thing for Angie, Krista, and I to talk to you about relationships, but it's another when we get an expert, and today it was necessary. Welcoming our good friend, Love McPherson, back to the podcast. Hi, Love. Hello, guys. Hello. Hello. It's so great to uh, to talk to all three of you. It's an absolute pleasure. You have no idea. Just hearing your voice, I feel better about myself Mm -hmm. because we we have serious (laughs) questions. Great. What we want to talk to you about today is how to break old habits, love. You know, especially for us single women out here trying to navigate the field, Mm -hmm. we keep making the same mistakes. How do we stop? You know, one of the things is the first thing you have to uh, figure out is who is choosing your mate. Um, You will choose your mate uh, by different things. I'm going to name like five things, five people inside of you that will choose your mate. Okay. Okay. First of all, the wounded child will, will choose your mate. And mm-hmm. a lot of times if the, wound, if the child has been wounded, there's trauma there. And so that wounded child may be crying for daddy attention, mommy affirmation. Um, but the, the trauma, what they will end up doing is forming trauma bonds. And that's the glue that keeps you and your mate together. That's a very dangerous thing because you will attach yourself. You will bond with their traumas and your traumas. And you'll continue to see the same patterns happening over and over again. And trauma is very feeling focused, feeling focused, because it's just kind of like um, it's very sensory. It's like, oh, they make me feel good. Mm. But feelings change. And science tells you that as a single person, you know, like on the happiness scale, you will the the, the happiness goes uh, uh, regulates in your body, much like painkiller painkiller. If you continue to use the same painkiller. Your body becomes immune to the effect Mm, mm, and it kind of catches up with it. mm, The same thing happens to your emotions. So you kind of do this little spike and you come back down. And within two years, a lot of times sooner, you are back regulated to where you were the level of happiness as a single person. So you can't go by your feelings. But when we get to that back down slope and we are back regulated, you know what you'll do? You'll say, what happened? And then you'll start thinking, this is what happened. I remember when I was happy with you, you used to bring me more flowers. You used to take me out more. You used to do, you don't realize emotions operate just like your physical body. Mm -hmm. And so it's not about emotions. And when you're trauma bonding, it's all about emotions because all you're doing is using people to soothe your pain. And when you use the word trauma, sometimes I, 
I think we think the worst case scenario about trauma from childhood, but trauma can just really be any level of pain that you've experienced somewhere in your life that hasn't healed, right? Absolutely. There are different levels of trauma and it doesn't have to happen in childhood. It could have happened in your last mm-hmm. relationship. Yeah, actually. yeah. Okay. Trauma can happen at school when you are totally embarrassed by something or shamed by something. It could happen in a bully. It can happen, you know, whatever. It can happen at any, it can happen on your job. You can be actually traumatized because you gave your job all you could and then you thought you were not disposable. You thought it was a family and you were disposable. Mm. And that can be very traumatic to go back in because that's a relationship. That's a relationship you have with your job. So that wounded child or that wounded teen or that wounded adult, whoever it is, sometimes that person picks. The next person is the familiarity. A lot of times what happens is, and this is always, uh, we, we pick what's familiar to us. Unfortunately, if you've had serious levels of dysfunction in your home that you have developed and mastered coping skills for, you will still choose that dysfunction because you've mastered the skills. I have had so many women, single women, who have shunned healthy relationships because they don't even know how to deal with it. They don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. They are subconsciously pushing it away and then they're like, and then they will finally admit, I don't know how to be in a healthy relationship where I'm loved. And it doesn't match the context of the contents of their heart. If they have been uh, conditioned to believe by themselves or the actions of others, I'm not enough. When somebody walks into your life telling you you're enough, you're more than you're everything, you won't respect that person. You will kind of push them away and you will fear them because you don't trust them. Why? Because it doesn't match what you believe about yourself. Mm. That's so crazy because even though you might you might even feel like you've got some decent self-esteem, you've rebuilt yourself, but it's but your body, that feeling you feel is different. And I relate to that. I relate to that a lot. That's why I'm just kind of highlighting this like moment because you're like, wait, this feels weird, even though it should be nice. Dang, that's crazy. And you'll you'll fear it because you'll say, I want this feeling. I desire this feeling, Mm. but I'm too afraid that you have all the power to pull the rug out from under this feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You should see Angie's face right now. She's like, her tears are like welling up. (laughs) I feel like I just, like I just went through this and I just like messed up, um, a relationship because I didn't trust the person and it ended up being long story short. He was telling the truth, but he was just like, I guess you aren't ready. And I don't know. It's crazy. But that's why we're talking about it. You gotta be ready. You gotta be able to trust because I'm telling you, Literally, if you look back, I'm talking about men and women. If you are not ready, you will have chased away the good guys because mm, right. you don't believe in good. Everything in you says, and if, you, if you're constantly feeding off of there aren't any, you won't even notice them when they do show up. Mm. And you will fear them when they show up because you don't know what to do with that. You know why you, you fear why you don't know what to do with that? Because you don't treat yourself with self-love. Mm, so you don't even recognize it when it shows up and you don't know how to handle it when it does. And so you, 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 when you know how to love yourself and self-care, I'm not talking about selfishness. I'm talking about self-care and self-love. And you begin to speak good things into your own heart instead of I'm not enough or you look at your arms and see it there flabby or you look at your behind and you talk badly about it. If you're constantly speaking bad things about yourself inward or subconsciously, I'm telling you, anybody who tries to convince you otherwise, I don't even care if it's your friend, <laughs> you'll say, oh, girl, no, not me. You know what I'm saying? 
And this is what we do. We run from those relationships. Love McPherson with the harsh truths. We just have to kind of (laughs) digest. Okay, what's the third type of person or third thing that's attracting us to other people? Codependency issues. That's that. That's that entanglement that that we. we, we <laughs> okay, we, Jada. Right. We, okay. <laughs> that entanglement, because this is what we think. We believe that the glue that will keep us together with that person is they need us, not want us. They need, need us. You. So we go to fix. We find the broken and go to fix it and complain about how that broken leaning on us broke up. Mm. Man, if that's oh, not so, so real. <laughs> well, I'm checking yeah, uh, off everything on this list. Oh, <laughs> Lord, help us. <laughs> yes. So that codependency is a need to fix somebody. And you and a lot of times that can that can also come from your childhood. It doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. It can come from your childhood where you had a part of a parent or somebody who was in a, an addictive, uh, addictive stage, like uh, on alcohol, drugs or whatever, gambling. And you were like, you have to step up and be the parent of the parent. Mm-hmm. And so what ends up happening is your self-worth in that home only came from fixing the, the brokenness of that home. And so you are so used to, and you have mastered that skill so much until you are trying to find your self-worth, your self-value out of repairing. Mm-hmm. And so you got to be careful that you have not mastered that skill. And that's the one, that's what you have to bring to the relationship here. I give you a gift of fixing. No, leave that for his, the therapist. Mm. If they will go. Oh, and so, I was just talking about <laughs> so you can, you can, and, and, and if you are broken, you cannot be leaned on. Okay. Mm. So if, they put, if somebody puts too much weight on you and your leg is already chipped, you will fall down. And that's what you end up. And that becomes emotional exhaustion, which is depression. That's the depression. The meaning of of depression is emotional exhaustion. And when you are exhausted from exerting so much emotion into a relationship that does not look like it's it's being repaired, does not look like it's being fixed, the person does not look like it's being changed, you will become weak and wearied in that relationship. Mm -hmm. Man, that's heavy. And so true. Okay, here's comes another one. It's, it's very similar, but it's not the same. The enabler in you, okay? So you find Angela. somebody. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Don't put me on blast. <laughs> so here's the enabler. The enabler does this. It's the difference between helping somebody and enabling them. Enabling means this. You are doing something for somebody where it is age appropriate that they should be able to do for themselves. Yep. And then you complain because you feel you are Joan of Arc. You are the martyr. Mm. You throw yourself on the sword for them. And then you feel like now you owe me. You should be doing better. Mm. And, and, and so that enabler is just kind of you see that bad behavior. You continue to allow it to happen. You continue to support it. They come to you with 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 excuses and all kind of stuff. And then something in you just gives in. You got to be able to be strong and stop that. Yeah, way easier said than done. But yes, so true. Okay. And then the last one is the loneliness chooses. Okay. Loneliness and chooses. And so you're lonely. It's been a while. You you have uh, succumbed to the belief that there are not a lot out there. This has been your experience. And you say, I'm going to compromise and take whatever. Any dude will do, okay? Any dude will do. 
All right. You'll take a piece of man. You'll take a piece of somebody <laughs> else's man. Oh, Lord. A, oh please don't. Similar to a man. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like that's the saddest one. Let's not be that thirsty. Oh, no. Yeah, thirsty. I'm telling you, you are in the Sahara. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And, 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 and the man you choose is only a mirage because that is not a man. All right. Stay you have to make sure. Oh, my God. Loneliness is not choosing your mate. And, and let me tell you, because loneliness will actually stem from that, that, le- that level of compromise will also stem from having relationships, especially, let me tell you what, what will happen. That ghosting, that thing does a thing to somebody because ghosting, a lot of times women will see it as they will place the value on themselves. That's a level of betrayal. That betrayal for, for, for ghosting makes you say, well, what did I do wrong? What could I have done better? What was on his mind? You were trying to text and say, please just tell me. I will try. I will do. And when somebody ghosts you, that is a indication of their character, mm, not yours. So real. That's an indication of their cowardness, not yours. And so we will internalize that or look to ourselves. And, and accept blame for other people's bad behavior. Make sure you do not allow these ghosts that's walking around, these Caspers, <laughs> to, to, to show up in your life and define you and, and, and give you a spooky relationship future. <laughs> it is the season, but nobody got time to get spooked. See, ain't, nobody. ain't nobody. Stay hydrated and have your little spirit detectors ready to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you better have some ghost busters. That's what you better have. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I got one. Her name's Love. Paula. Paula. <laughs> yes, I'm here. <laughs> oh, I mean, if if you're sitting here listening to Love McPherson talk about the five ways that we choose our partner, like what if what if love and I think that I speak for everybody in this room, we can check off multiple all of these mm-hmm. if m- multiple if not all of yeah. these that you just named and we know that. And we've yeah. tried to do the work. You've been single for over a year, whatever it is. And you want to break the bad habits, like how do you stop yourself or what are you asking yourself or saying to yourself as you start going in to see somebody new? And, and I bring this up because, love, I started dating somebody new recently and he's very nice. He's very nice. He's different than every uh-huh. uh, he's different than everybody else I've ever dated. And this is the first time I'm talking about him on the podcast. It's very it's, uh-huh. very, it's very new. It's very casual. No pressure. But he's different and, uh, and I'm uncomfortable. So I want to, okay. to not this make the same. This is what I need. This is what I need. I need Nina, the adult, intelligent woman, to have this relationship, not Nina, the little wounded girl. That's what I need. We need an adult to be involved in this relationship. In your head, in your logic, you see him. But your trauma can also give you a vision of yourself and others because trauma is emotional wounds. Mm. You cannot be involved in woundedness. Mm -mm. And choose because your, your, your woundedness will be throbbing when you're with him. It'll say, oh, you about to experience past pain. Run. <laughs> trauma, does, trauma does not distinguish. It say, this is that. You say, this ain't that. Your, your intellectual Nina says, this is not that. He's different. And the trauma says, no, they all are like that. Remember, you told me they're all like wow. this. You've got to silence the voices of your past and you give the direction mm-hmm. of where we're going on a conscious level, not on a subconscious level. Mm-hmm. And then you begin to program, reprogram your subconscious level where you are 
saying, I am valuable enough to earn this, to deserve this. I am lovable. Therefore, it is not some strange phenomenon or alien spaceship that dropped down to love me. I feel like you know what my myself says to myself while I'm drinking. But um, <laughs> the, the, do, would you say that? I mean, Krista and Angie and I have had conversations about this recently because they too have introduced kind of new people that have been really nice. But we start kind of to nitpick at these people and find things that are wrong with them on a superficial level. Mm -hmm. Is that part of our defense mechanism? Is that what that is? Or are we just shallow? 100%. Part of your defense mechanism, because if you can nitpick them out of your life, then you can justify not having the courage to love because love gives and love is vulnerable. This is what love says. When it's when it's time to go into a relationship, you hand them the most fragile part of you Mm -hmm. and you hand them your heart and you say, please handle it with care and you have to trust that that person will handle it with care because and then you have to remember that last person, they just dropped my heart and fractured it. Right. That other person, they pushed it to the side and picked up somebody else's heart. Yeah. And then they're going to eat that, that heart and spit it out, too. Exactly. <laughs> wow. That other person neglected my heart and it starved to death of attention and affection. And so all of these, the past will try to say, nobody can handle your heart. Don't give your heart away. But you fear love and you run from love. But guess what? We were created to love. Not only were we created to love, we were created to trust. So what happens is when we don't trust the every, and it's something opposing the, the, the desire to trust literally drops uh, stress hormones into our body because it's our natural instinct. That's, this is what neurologists say. It's our natural instinct to trust. You have to be trained not to trust. Wow. And you can train yourself not to trust so this guy, you have trained yourself not to trust them, mm-hmm. but it is your natural instinct to trust them, which means this: you are dealing with inner conflict. You are fighting yourself. Somebody's got to win. Therefore, you need healing. You need self-talk. You need somebody calling, uh, counseling. You need everybody to say, hey, you are going to let the wrong person win. You are letting your trauma, your emotional wounds win. You are letting your, your self-esteem win. You are letting all these other people win. And you're walking away from what you really desire, which is love. Wow. Man, you guys hear that? Because yeah, next time you. I'm in here talking, you got to be like, you're walking away from it, you trauma-filled person. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, it's, it's really kind of hard to, to hear it when you put it this way, even as real as it is. I mean, it really forces us I don't know about you guys as you're listening to love speak but I feel like I need to go sit with myself and like journal because love I gotta be honest I feel like this this work that we're supposed to do we've been doing but here it is coming to the surface again I mean is this just something we're constantly working on or do we get to that point where we are comfortable no you what, what happens is this you do your work right just like in any other class and then comes the test and the test will tell you where you are wow and 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 right now as you are sitting in the middle of the test, at least this, at least you know, you recognize from the work that you've done, something is wrong here because I fear. Now, let me tell you, if you never did the work, you just be, you, you would already told, will have left him because he's still wearing 
you know, square toe shoes. Yeah, yeah. And wow. so, <laughs> That's and so, you had already wow. been gone. All right? You, <laughs> you, and, and, you don't even know. You, you, you're just one store, <laughs> shoe store away from a shoe, from, from changing the pattern of the shoe. But no, that's not what you choose. When you realize I should be looking at the character, because sure. I am not sitting here choosing a guy. You know, if we're talking about a long-term relationship, I'm not choosing for the here and now needs. I'm here to choose for the 60-some-year-old stuff needs. For the grandkids' needs. For the children's needs. I am I am looking at legacy, not just loneliness for here and now. I am right you back. cannot choose a mate for what is going to happen now because you will not be yourself in ten years. You need somebody to grow with you. So what do you lose you choose? You choose character. Choose character. If he can tell you the truth, if he can be uh, uh uh, treat you kindly if he can have patience with you when you see character um things about him that you can admire and 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 you could change the shoes or get a different haircut (laughs) let me tell you something what you need to do is choose character because character will carry you throughout the whole process and has a legacy Mm -hmm. love i have a real quick question i was going over your list of the five you know self reflections of choosing your mate inside of you and you had mentioned about the codependency issues the entanglement and I do have a I'm noticing I have a bad habit of dating people who are broken or need Mm. therapy and I do realize that I find I find value in repairing people and helping Mm. people that's just in my family's nature to just consistently help people so my question is how do you tell the difference between you supporting your man or supporting someone that you love and uplifting him and encouraging him versus trying to fix a broken person. This is what, what I will say, because you, what you just told me was, this is how your family is done. So did you come from uh, pastors or yeah. preachers or something? Yeah, my grandmother exactly. and my grandfather, both on my yep, mom's yep, side yep. are pastors. Let me tell you something. This is what I tell my daughters because they we talk about relationships all the time. <laughs> I tell my I, I have told my daughters consistently: don't make your mission your man. Ooh, you need somebody crying. who's gonna walk beside you and help you carry on your life assignment. He shouldn't be your life assignment. But okay? we sh- we should continue to uplift and inspire and motivate our, our you, men. Correct. That's different. That's different. different than pastoring them. Okay, different than pastoring. Okay. Yes, ma'am. You, you, you don't need to pastor a man. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be the caretaker. You don't need to be the therapist. You absolutely uplift him. You absolutely encourage him. You absolutely do all those things. But here's the thing: when we go into a relationship. You should have a relationship with the guy that you're having a relationship, not with the fantasy guy that you're going to transform him into. Oh Ooh. my gosh. How, how often does that happen? That, how often do you fall in love with like the idea? Potential. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You all the time, like more often than not, they, you, we, we fall in love with potential, yes. but we somehow think that our behavior, we love them hard right. enough. We all, we pastor them enough. We're going to do all of these things. And they're going to change. People, you you don't even change mm. out of uh, uh, when all of this is, is presented before you. It is a will of your own. You thank God for assistance and support and stuff. But let me tell you something. You won't change a man. Nope. And a man will resent you if you bait and switch him. Mm. If you say, oh, I love you for all you are. Oh, you are so wonderful for me. Now I need you to change this, change this, change that. Then you're you're rejecting me. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, 
I'm not saying we shouldn't all be changed. We all should be working on something because we all have something to work on. Even myself, 37 years of marriage, my husband and I, we still are continuously improving and working on stuff and finding things because life continues to present you opportunities for change. Mm. What I had to submit to in my marriage was that I couldn't make my husband mini me. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. That's funny. But that's all. Yes, but that's absolutely. That's huge. And I, I, the things that I wanted him to be, and I had to accept who he was. And as I stepped back and saw who he was, instead of the man that I had a fantasy created in my mind, I saw that he had some really good stuff about himself that I could love. And if you are single and you can't love it, I know. I always say the question is, can my love cover that? If you can, if you have to say no then you got to walk away from that. Ask yourself if my love can cover that. Yes, love covers a multitude of faults. Now, can your love cover that, though? It's some things your love can cover. You say, well, he's kind of like quirky about this, he's a this, this, this. Well, yeah. you know what? I think I can I can live with that. That's okay. Some things, if you, he's a serial cheater. Oh, no, I, I, my love can't cover that. <laughs> no, 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 that disrespect. We, nobody's got time to love hard <laughs> enough for that. Couldn't uh-uh. be me. So in this time, love, like when you're exploring somebody new that's being nice to you and regardless of your traumas or whatever, maybe it's healthy. How do you feel about dating multiple people? We've never really kind of talked about the idea of dating multiple people because we're always focused on how we're giving our love. Do you think that that can help direct us in the right place to give all of our love? Or do you think it's more of a distraction to have multiple people on the table? Well, it's fine if you want to have multiple people on the table. However, all the multiple people should know that they are one of the multitude. That's right. Mm, Right. Honesty. I get that. I respect that too. You understand? Yeah. Because what you want to do, you, you you never ever want to go into a relationship where the foundation of the relationship can be blown up, where they thought they were the ones, they thought that you were exclusive with them, and then they find out later that they were not. It, it, it literally, the trust, it doesn't matter if it happened three years ago. It doesn't matter if it happened 30 years ago. It, can, it, it will reshape their perspective of you. Mm. So just be honest. I think there's a lot to take away here, love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to leave everybody with some digestible information. <laughs> and, and I think the five ways that we choose a partner is so important for everybody to step back and think about. And love is going to be back again because we need to keep yes. going to the school of love McPherson <laughs> and it all be guided. I swear to goodness, love, you will be sitting at my wedding one day. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I Thank would so love much. that. Please do invite me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Do you guys have any more questions for love before we let her go and we, we sit? I feel talk like about I just this. got preached to. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just went to church. I know. I feel like a weight's been lifted off my shoulders a little bit. That's so. good. Thank you for clarity, for sure. Oh my God, so much clarity. Love, thank you so much for this. I love you three. I really, 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 really do. One day, what we, we'll, we will have to have a, a Just Us Girls and we just go damp into each one of y'all. And we don't have to do it on air, but we need to do you, <laughs> Nina, Angie, and Krista, and I'm going to dissect like, like individually, we're going to talk about it, okay? Oh, yeah. We're going to bring our tissues. Absolutely. We can have <laughs> three right. separate episodes. One it's for... Like, it's going to be a Zoom call. We're going to dissect this thing, all right? <laughs> we'll get my wine. All right. Yeah, <laughs> definitely have the wine. Love, thank you so much. Uh, we'll make sure to post all of your socials and your website because that's the best place where people can reach you if they want your help too, right? 
absolutely. My website. And uh, don't forget to follow me on my social media uh, platforms. Uh, love underscore McPherson. Please do, man. She drops gems <laughs> on a daily basis. Love. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank bye you. Bye. We'll, we'll talk to you soon, love. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.